Hi, everybody. It's Jacqueline Kitzman, and this is the Awakened Tarot Podcast. And I am so excited to be back this week. I almost wasn't. <laughs> um, because I am in the middle of um, my sweet friend Kristen sent me a message, and I haven't responded to it because I haven't had time, but she sent me something. She was just like, wow, so this week has been like really like a tower for you, huh? And I was just like from the other side wishing I had time to respond like, yeah, yeah, it's really it's been a fucking tower for me. I'm so sorry that we didn't get an episode out to you this last Monday, quite frankly. Um, and you'll kind of hear it now. Um, my asthma has been really bad as the seasons kind of go back and forth. My asthma tends to get worse. I had thrown my back out last week. I couldn't move. And just trying to record the podcast, I tried three different times and it was not happening. Um, and I just was like, you know what? It's not, it's not meant to happen. It's not, it's just not going to happen. So I gave myself that space and grace. And I, and I was like, I'll record it later this week. And then the next day, Evie started getting sick, just constant puking and coughing and snot everywhere. And me hobbling around the house with my <laughs> injured back, taking care of a toddler. But I'm happy to be back this week. I'm going to do an episode. Um, and I want to dive into current events really quick. Listen, y'all, there is such an onslaught of anti-transgender legislation all across this coming country. It is hitting people from all sides. Florida is proposing some of the most fucking heinous, heinous anti-transgender laws. And not just that, but a heinous education law. Like the, the banning of books is insane. Um, it, it's and, and, and of course, it's not just Florida. Texas is, is passing some of these laws. And Missouri and Tennessee has some of like we're the first state to make dressing in drag a federal crime. I don't know. I, I do know it. This is. If you have the ability to contact your representatives, do it. it. It's never been more important that we are contacting our representatives, that we are not just voting, but also helping end voter suppression so that we can end this bullshit. It is becoming increasingly clear that the 2024 election, because the GOP doesn't have one single fucking policy that will actually help people in any capacity, that they are going to hinge their 2024 election on LGBTQ plus issues, specifically narrowing in and targeting the transgender community, targeting education, critical race theory being taught in schools, what's being taught at fucking colleges in the state of Florida, or at schools like books are being banned it, for no reason. <clears throat> the paper bag princess is banned. Do you all know what the paper bag princess is? It's my favorite one of my very favorite children's books and one of Evie's favorite. It's literally like it's about a princess who a dragon steals her prince whose name is Ronald. And then she goes to convince the dragon to fall asleep, essentially, so she can steal Ronald back. But then Ronald's kind of a dick to her because the paper bag princess got her clothes burned. So she had to go save him in a paper bag dress. And he says, wow, you don't look very princess-like. And she says, Ronald, I will not marry you. You are a bum. And then she doesn't marry him. And that's the whole book. And it's banned. The what? Like, the only thing there is, the only thing bannable there is a princess being fucking loud and saying, no, I'm not going to marry that guy. Like, there's no other reason that that book would be banned. I mean, and essentially, it's just diverse books that talk about, that highlight LGBTQ plus families or have parents who aren't white or... <laughs> It's fucking stupid, and it feels very um, ugh, it feels very heavy. It feels very yucky. 
voting is important. And because voting is important, ending voter suppression is important. So be as passionate about people voting as you are about ending voter suppression. It's not enough to just go tell people to vote. That's not a thing. I think Putin just very recently um, shot down a U.S. drone in neutral airspace. And I don't think anything's going to come from that, except that Russia was being very aggressive for for no reason about a U.S. drone being in neutral airspace. Like, essentially, like, Russia forced that drone down, which is a little bit of, like, a political fuck you to the U.S. Um, not to mention that Putin also visited the Russia-occupied Mariupol, which is in Ukraine, which is not super great. Um... So keep your eyes on what's happening there. <clears throat> We've also got the fact that this directly ties into what I'm going to say next. TikTok is facing a U.S. ban. Um, the creator of TikTok is coming in from because it is a China-owned company. The U.S. has concerns about having, uh, the, you know, China having U.S. data, which, okay, like there's already a ban for government officials. So I'm confused there's not really any other reason for the U.S. wanting to ban this TikTok in the U.S. other than they do not like that Gen Z millennials, people are finding and getting their news from TikTok. I'm not saying that TikTok is a reliable place to get your news from. I am saying that's like specifically in the case of what's happening in Iran and the, and the women-led revolution happening in Iran. You're not going to hear about what's happening. Have you have you heard about the Ekpaton girls? Please excuse my pronunciation if that was wrong. Um, five girls who danced to, I think it's like a, a song Selena Gomez is featured on called Calm Down. They danced on a roof, like <clears throat> just dancing. And they were arrested, forced to apologize. And now they're missing. But there's some discrepancy because the people that the girls that apologized may have been like, stand-ins for the girls so the girls were nobody knows where these girls are so now all across iran women are coming out to dance in the streets which is illegal without their hijabs which is illegal and like there was one woman who was playing music dancing to calm down no hijab and she had a cat which is illegal um and she was doing all of this and like i know that that sounds nuts but like these are these are human rights that these women in iran do not have and they're risking their lives dancing not risque dancing just dancing and tiktok is where these videos are being shared they're not being shared on like cnn they're not being shared on the news you're not going to see it in a newspaper you're not going to see it by turning on the tv but you are going to see it on tiktok you are going to hear it from the voices of iranian women you are going to hear it from the voices of <clears throat> people from Iran who have been able who live in Europe or the U.S. now who have family who still live in Iran. Um, and it's so important that we have access to this because our news isn't telling that. And so when you're facing something like a TikTok ban, it's not just TikTok that's going to go away because honest to God, like I, I could care less about another social media platform. But the fact that we're so able to organize, unionize, talk, empathize through TikTok and get news that way. That's what they don't want. Look at the East Palestine situation in Ohio where, you know, everyone was saying the government was saying one thing, but all of the people who lived in the East Palestine community were like, um, hello, like our water is fucked up. Our animals are dying. And they had video of it because of TikTok. <clears throat> and that's how it got so wi widely shared. So, you know, cover ups are much harder to make happen that way. 
so that you know that's why this is all happening so keep your eyes on a tiktok ban if you have the ability to say hey i fucking oppose this to you know i don't know like the government i mean what what's happening with that right now is that the owner of tiktok is flying in from china to testify in front of congress i believe sometime this coming week and biden has essentially said either you sell the u.s tiktok or we're banning it just know that it is a form of censorship what's happening uh trump the orange cheeto himself uh tweeted or posted to his network truth social that he is expecting to be arrested on tuesday or have an indictment against him on tuesday for hush money that he paid stormy daniels five years ago which he said under oath he didn't do it's also illegal to do specifically as president essentially like he expects to be arrested so keep an eye on that news we'll see what comes of that it would be super great if that awful human being was in a prison cell somewhere what i want to talk about in regards to the episode today it's not about a card it's specifically about what happens during a contraction what does a contraction feel like I don't, I I always feel kind of icky about saying that I'm some sort of tarot-like professional, but I do tarot, so uh, maybe that's just the, essentially like from someone who teaches tarot and has a pretty, I would say, I would feel comfortable saying has a pretty in-depth knowledge of the tarot itself. This is what a contraction looks like for people who actively use tarot, teach tarot, read tarot professionally. It feels a lot like pulling cards and not knowing what they mean. It feels a lot like pulling a card and being like, I genuinely don't know what this means. I don't know. I know what the card means. I know how I would teach it, but this does not apply to me. I don't know how this applies to me. It feels like looking at a card and being behind a wall that limits your access to the actual application of that information. It feels like exhaustion. It feels like not wanting to even pick up tarot because you already know that you're not going to understand it. It feels a lot like not having the energy to respond to people when they message you, either the energy nor the time. It feels a lot sometimes like the desire to run away, to put down social media, to put down tarot, to to to, to just kind of give up. Um and all of those are and all of those are fair. The best thing you can do is giving yourself a break whether you want a break or not. Like this last week, I didn't necessarily want a break, but the universe said you will be taking one. (laughs) You you shall be breaking. And that's how it was. And quite frankly, like I would not have had the emotional capabilities or the mental capabilities to have done anything with the podcast or responded to messages or update Patreon. I just wouldn't have had it. And I didn't know that last Sunday when I just could not get through the episode, where I could not talk, where I was looking at the card that I pulled and just being like, I don't fucking know, you guys. I can't formulate any sentence. It was going to be the Three of Cups. We'll talk about it someday, you know, someday very soon. But like, it was going to be the Three of Cups. And I was simply just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It's three people holding cups. And I tried and I couldn't breathe and my energy was just low. And then next thing I knew the next day Evie was sick and I was like oh okay like I was being told to rest and I worked through the contraction by just being like you know what it sucks this isn't what I necessarily want to be doing this isn't where I want my productivity to be I want to be able to breathe and talk through this episode 
I want to be able to do exactly what I said I was going to do with Tarot and with the podcast and have an episode, but it's just not happening and it can't happen. And the more you fight a contraction, the more you rage against it, the more you throw your fists at it and try to beat that wall down, it's like it's not going to happen. The more you struggle, the harder it is, the more tangled you're going to get. It's like a, um, you know, those toys where you put your fingers in and then when you try to pull your fingers out, it gets tighter like a finger trap. Um, it, it's like that. You have to release the tension. You have to stop tugging. You have to very slowly remove your fingers to be kind of free from that situation. And that's a little bit what we're talking about with a contraction. Like you can rage against it. You can fight it. You can say, I want to know what it means. You can say, I want to talk about tarot. I want to be able to read. I want to understand what these cards say. And you can journal about it and you can ask 10,000 clarifying questions. And the truth is just that if you're going through a contraction, it's just not going to connect for you right there. The best thing you can do is write down the cards that you pulled, journal how you're feeling, give yourself what you need, not what you want. And sometimes that's really hard. Last Sunday, I wanted to record the podcast. I wanted to have my normal, typical Sunday. I wanted to not be hurt. And what I needed was to have one thing taken off my plate before literally the worst week. Not only has Evie been sick, but Gabe and I both had car trouble. His car ended up costing an exuberant amount of money. And then on the way to pick up my car, when it was finished, his car broke down again. <laughs> so, you know, it was just one of those weeks where it sucked and it sucked a whole lot. And it caused a lot of other tension. Gabe and I were sniping at each other all week and we were not sleeping. I don't think we slept. Last night was the first night all week we actually slept. Like, it has been a shit show. Working through a contraction like that, sometimes we're asked to take away some of the other, take away some of the other things. Like, if you are, and it's not just tarot, right? Like, if you are incredibly passionate about writing and you're writing a book and you're writing that book and you're like, shit, I just really cannot figure sentences out. Like, I want to write. I want to stick to the schedule, but I just fucking can't. Write for five minutes and be done. Three three words written today is three more words than you would have had. But if your brain's not braining, it's not going to magically all of a sudden brain. Sometimes you genuinely just need a break. And that's what contractions are there for. Contractions are there for us not to fail not to be unproductive, not to be lazy. It's literally our minds, bodies, and souls saying, you need to curl in and rest. You're never going to get to the temperance card where you have all of this renewed, rebirthed energy if you don't die to yourself a little here. And so sometimes that's important. And you know what? Like now I have a lot to say on the Three of Cups. You're not going to hear it today, but I have a lot to say on the Three of Cups. Um, I feel much more resonated with it. I feel much more able to think about it. I feel much more able to communicate I and I feel much more ready to talk about things. And sometimes that's what a contraction does. It feels really shitty when you're going through it. And contractions do not always mean that you're going to have like towers. It doesn't mean car trouble. It doesn't mean sick, pukey kid. It doesn't mean you dislocated the disc in your lower back. It literally just sometimes means, I mean, you're not supposed to be joyful, happy all the time. That's not how that works. 
You're not supposed to be sad, lonely, and depressed all of the time, angry all of the time. We have all of this array of emotion and states of being which are supposed to help us empathize, understand ourselves better, and work with the world in different ways. And contractions contractions can look like grief. They can look like anger. They can look like sadness. And they can look like bone-tired exhaustion, physical, mental, and emotional. And that's okay. You do the most of your healing in a contraction. You do the most of your growing in a contraction, very similarly to how you do the bulk of your healing when you sleep. Sleep is so important when you're sick. Do you hear that, Evangeline? Across, across the house, do you hear how important that sleep is when you're sick? Probably not. Um, I hope she's napping right now. But essentially, like, you do the most of your healing when you're sleeping. That's your body putting itself into a physical manifestation of a contraction so that when you wake up, you're a little better than you were emotionally and physically the night before. Does it solve all your problems? No, you're probably still not going to feel super great. If something bad, like you went through a breakup one day, you know, and you sleep and then you wake up the next day, does it make that breakup not happen? No, of course it doesn't. Like, it doesn't take away your problems, but sleep does give you a little bit of a reset. A contraction is providing you a reset. You're going to do, it's uncomfortable. It's not always fun. Sometimes it's really, really sad, but it's always going to lead to a lot of healing and a lot of growth. That's where that happens. And that's why contractions are important and part of the cycle. So you're being told that what you want isn't what you need right now. It's not going to go away. Tarot's not going to go away. The book isn't going to go away. Anything that you need to put down for a second, it's not going to go away permanently, but you do need you do need rest. So when you're going through one, if you feel like you're going through one, you know, it's so easy to be like, God, like, I suck. But you don't. Everybody goes through this. It just means like the size of the contraction equal, equals the size of the expansion. So keep that in mind. I have been through a pretty deep contraction. I am very excited for the expansion, and I'm hoping that when they refix Gabriel's car, it has wings. <laughs> and that uh, my asthma magically heals itself. I'm kidding, but you know what I'm saying. Like the, I think it is so important to remember that the size of the contraction equals the size of the expansion. If you're feeling like you've taken all of these swords just remember that like there's so much more good coming you may feel really fucking low right now that is the nature of a contraction but the sun is coming and it's going to be glorious and it's going to be okay um all right that was my sermon on contractions i hope you all enjoyed i know that that may seem like a boring conversation with tarot but it is so important because anybody learning tarot at some point or another, is going to one day pull a card and be like, my fire for tarot is doused out. I don't want to pull. This doesn't mean anything to me. What if it's not real? Why am I spending my time learning this? And that's okay. Take a break. Come back to it when you feel a little bit rested, when you feel a little bit more ready. And then I bet that those cards that you were struggling with before make a whole lot more sense. So that's why talking about contractions is so applicable. And I thought that now after me having gone through a pretty big one where I literally at one point told Gabe, maybe I should just quit the podcast and never do it again. And maybe blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll just, nobody, oh, sorry, Patreon. You just saw my hand there. Nobody needs to hear from me. I suck. And then now I'm feeling a little bit more like, oh, I was having a contraction. I feel better now. I'm feeling better. I just needed a full night's sleep, (laughs) apparently. Um, 
as we all know, this is the part of the podcast where I say something so funny and you laugh so hard. It's the collective reading. Okay, so typically I just pull one card, but three cards came out. So we have three cards. Um, it's the reverse Eight of Wands, the Four of Cups, and the reverse Knight of Pentacles. Um, let's go through what that would mean for the next week. Um, <clears throat> now, I'm not going to break down the meaning of each card. I'm just going to kind of give you the synopsis as the reading as I see it, okay? If there has been something that you have been trying to accomplish, you have your eyes set on something you have, you want something and you're trying to make it happen and you get offered a different thing. You kind of have a decision to make. Um, and that decision is, do you take the thing that was offered or do you hold out for the thing that you really, really, really want? Um, that reverse Knight of Pentacles is kind of a reminder that no decision you make is a permanent decision. I think sometimes we um, unless like that decision is something like uh, you take this job and you move or you don't take this job and you don't move. That's a pretty permanent decision. Or if it's like have kids or don't have kids. My point is that uh, <clears throat> you can you can say yes to something and leave. Like if it's like, let me rephrase this because I don't know how helpful that situation was now that I'm thinking of all of the very permanent things you could say yes to that you shouldn't. I think the overall idea here is that you are not beholden to the thing that you said that you wanted day one. If something has changed, if your views have changed, if your opinion has changed, you can change it. You can change your opinion. You can change your mind. You can change what you decide to do. You can change what's important to you and what's not. You're allowed to be a different person than you were last week. If your initial goal at one point was, you know what, I'm going to school. I did this. I went, <laughs> I got my associates in education and English education. And then I looked at my dad after I got my degree and had been going to college, you know, to get the rest of my degree, you know, and I looked at my dad. And I said, I don't want to teach anymore. And my dad was like, please, my God, why? And I said, I want to write. <clears throat> he said, Jesus Christ, Jacqueline, fine. And I switched it all up. And I was really devastated because I thought I thought that my dad was going to be really furious with me for deciding that I was going to throw away a lucrative career option. Ha, dad, look how education in the U.S. is going right now. And um, instead decided to write again. Ha, dad, I don't write either. I have a tarot podcast. Um, but that idea and that, you know, that decision was better for me overall. Am I writing? Yeah, I am writing for fun. Um is it what I thought I would be doing? No, I've changed. I'm not who I was eight, nine years ago. I'm who I am now. And those decisions that I've made because I allowed them to change led me to being in the marriage I'm in and the house that I'm in with the baby that I have. And I'm proud of those decisions. And it's because I decided to see what was in front of me rather than what my own brain told me that I needed simply because it's okay to change your mind. I think take that kind of energy with you into the next week. <clears throat> all of that being said, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> all of that being said, I have said everything I came to say. Goodbye. Oh, hey, if you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review. I know that you're probably waiting for a video of Gabe getting pied. We physically didn't have time this week, but um, the pie is sitting in my fridge. So it's not frozen because we took it out of the freezer, but I'm going to pie Gabe in the face with a pie that has expired. And I think that there is such a lovely justice in that, I'm very excited to throw that pie at him. We have not forgotten. I will be pieing him in the face. Thank you all for loving the podcast and supporting it. Goodbye.